the recording. Yay! All right, previously. Uh, there, they found the most vexing sight of all, an impossibly long, 30-foot-tall red wall of pure light that they quickly ascertained would set anything that crossed its path ablaze. They quickly figured out that things could go over the wall safely and decided that it was best to get past as quickly as possible. Using a combination of magic and good old-fashioned tree climbing, they crossed over and proceeded further west, looking for any sign of intelligent life or civilization. They quickly found out what they were looking for. A pair of elite kobolds wearing very finely made black and red leather armor spotted them from a hidden hunting blind. Once they saw the test badge on their shoulder, they demanded that the test team return to their hole or die, exactly like the note pinned to Aramea's corpse said. The guards mentioned that the orders came from Zariah. However, our heroes were not intending on returning to the Undernation. A fight broke out, the kobolds fighting with skill and intensity that the test team was not expecting. However, the kobolds were no match for them, and they realized it. One of the kobolds, in a selfless act, encouraged his companion to set him ablaze, to light a beacon that would alert the rest of the nation of the test team's arrival in these lands. He was obliged, and the test team quickly went from exploring a strange new land to being hunted. They ran for an entire day, being pursued by more kobolds into warg. They managed to evade the pursuers by hiding in trees near the river, eventually making their way to the safety of a cavern where they were finally able to rest. They traveled for a few days more into unknown territory, where finally they saw signs of a civilization, a small thorpe in the woods. Unfortunately for them, the group of kobolds that had been chasing them was garrisoned in the thorpe as well. As they skirted around town, they came across a young hobgoblin girl carrying a basket of blackberries. The girl, startled by the party, yells out, Monsters! And that is where we start our session today. Uh, a young Hoblon girl has just dropped a basket of blackberries. Uh, she looks at you with eye, wide-eyed apprehension and fear and yells in goblinic, Monsters! What do you guys do? Um, well, can anyone understand her? Yes. Or not? Uh, Yin can. Yeah. Um... Um, I'm going to run forward and put my hand over her mouth. Okay. Uh, just roll me, just just for shits and giggles, roll me a grad, uh, athletics check. Um, athletics. I'm not loaded yet still, somehow. Um, athletics thirteen. Yeah, that is enough to that is enough to grapple and muffle a child. A child. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm just like it's okay, it's okay. Uh, she doesn't. She doesn't seem to understand you, and uh, starts kind of like flailing and trying to break out of it. Uh, she is no match I... for your superior Goliath strength. <laughs> <laughs> what does um, the rest of you do? Uh, I go, Yin, pretend you're a little girl and tell people everything's okay. <laughs> <laughs> the rest of us should hide. <laughs> yeah, I think. <laughs> Is there a way 
to um, is there a spell that can mimic her voice? I mean, what do you have prepared? I was just thinking you'd like make your voice really high. <laughs> yeah, and just, <laughs> just try to natural. How tall is the little girl? Uh, she's probably like three and a half, four and a half feet tall. How tall am I? I'm like six feet. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so I can't disguise myself as her. Well, and you can't speak Linux anyway, so. Well. I will. Um, Do something then. <laughs> I'll walk up to her. <laughs> so, so currently, uh, Una has got this child muffled and is holding her. The rest of you are kind of standing there, staring at each other. Yeah. I'm gonna hide. Right. So you and gesture for the others to hide as well. I'm gonna walk up to, to Una and the, and the little girl and just say, "Calm down, little one." In in Goblin, we don't mean to hurt anyone. Roll me Tell a her. Pers- roll me a persuasion check with disadvantage. Okay. Since a Goliath has its arms wrapped around her. <laughs> I'm holding her gently. Goliath. Uh, yeah. 13. What's that? 13. Um, she seems to, uh, she seems to stop struggling. Um. Can I, um, Go up into the trees and uh, range a little bit closer to the 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 Thorpe, just to keep an eye out if anyone's coming after us. Yeah, roll me. Uh, are you going to do it stealthily? Yes. All right, roll me a stealth check and an athletic. Stealth and athletics. Mm-hmm. Which one do I roll first? <laughs> Which one, everyone you want to first? All right, let's see here. Um, so that's a 17 for stealth. Oh, natural 20 for athletics. Nice. So 22. All right, so you were able to quickly and quietly scale a tree. Um, uh, you look over and you see um, that hobgoblin baker you guys saw earlier that was handing the bread to the troops kind of comes around the corner of the house. Uh, and she calls mm-hmm. out, um, Doriah! <clears throat> Doraya, um, how close am I to her? Viparatical uh, data, which again you understand to be yell. She yelled like "You okay, child?" in Goblinic. Um, how close am I to her? She's like uh, 150 feet away. I tell. I asked Ian to tell her so she, that everything's okay and that we're just trying to get home and I pull out five silver and put it in her hands. <laughs> shiny, shiny shit. Uh, well, she hasn't seen you guys yet, but you, the three of you are just standing there. Uh, oh, no, the kid. The kid. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, soon as reaction is to bribe the child. <laughs> I, I was going to give her a toy, but I don't have any toys. All I have are coins. <laughs> so she stopped, but she kind of stopped struggling? Yeah, and so uh, Una's handed you this money. Do you? What do you say to her? I, I, I just... If we, we... We we don't mean to harm you. 
I guess the question, why would you call us monsters? Also, apparently my friend wants to give you five silver. <laughs> why are you interrogating the child? Yeah, no, we just wanted to climb it. <laughs> Stop screaming. I'm trying to open a dialogue with... We need to run away. We need to leave. <laughs> Hopefully the daughter's screaming as we're running away. Daria, the, the, voices are getting, the voice is getting closer. Uh, you, she's like she's starting to walk in the direction that you're. I don't. Uh, you see that, um, Imani. You see her starting to walk kind of in the direction that the rest of you guys are. Uh, Ask her if she's going to scream if I let go of her mouth. Um, I let out a whistle, like a bird call, to let them know. <laughs> I don't know if that's possible. <laughs> These birds sound weird here. Birds sound like fuck, fuck. Come on, let's go. Clue, clue. <laughs> All right, well, then I would say just let her go. If we're going to run, let's just let her go and run, and we'll run. All right. I slowly let her go with one hand doing the universal, please be quiet sign. <laughs> and I'll just say, you know, I'll hand you the five gold, the five silver. We, we sincerely mean you no harm. All right. So you hand her the five silver. She takes it and looks at it. Her eyes grow a little bit big. Uh, and then she starts running. Uh, run, go! Yeah, <laughs> we run the opposite yeah. direction. <laughs> All right. Um, um, so, uh, I, Amani. Um, I will stay hidden. I know which direction they're going. And since I'm pretty confident I'm pretty well hidden, um, I will, um, as soon as the little girl gets to her mother, um, <laughs> I will take something out of my pouch and throw it the opposite direction of where we're running. Mm-hmm. Um, just to like distract them from right. what was right. but maybe we'll go in the opposite direction so Amani, uh yeah you watch as this child runs up to the mother the, she uh the child immediately opens up her hand points to the silver <laughs> points to where you guys are at and appears to be talking yeah. to her uh and the mom like grabs the child and like drags her back over to the house and starts uh yelling uh into the town mm-hmm. and you throw your thing <laughs> doesn't do any good right uh, the mom kind of when you she kind of perks up at the noise uh, and then keeps okay. going. Okay. Um, as soon as they're out of eyesight or at least far enough away, yeah. I'll start running after the others. All right. Yeah, I'm booking it. <laughs> All right. So you start booking it. Uh, which way are you going? Whatever the opposite direction of where they went was. So are you going... So if the town was here, were we making our way kind of around it and s- southward? Yeah. So if you look at the map... Um, yeah. So where you guys' little test symbol is there. That's that's where you guys are at. Uh, you guys had kind of... Um, you guys had kind of... Uh, let's see. Can you, guys, can you guys see my ruler? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So you guys had kind of come... Uh, down this way and then over this way. So um, that's the direction you guys were heading. Uh, you kind of went south of the town there. Um, where do you want to go? I imagine we try to keep going in the same direction. So further this way? Yeah. Okay. Can you get me a plate? Yeah. Okay. Thank you. Hey, shrubs. Almost got to eat you. can't sit on my back. So you uh, you start booking it. Um, 
Does my um, stealth roll last while I'm running? No. Okay. You're, you're not being stealthy. You're, you're running. Um, wow. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> God. Um, I, I will cast Disguise Self and do my Leaf in the Wind trick or mm-hmm. whatever so that I'm harder to see as I run. Camouflaging yourself. Yeah, because I am the the tail end here. All right. Uh, Shivani, what's your reaction to all this? You've been very quiet. <laughs> um, Uncharacteristically Shivani. so, in fact. <laughs> <clears throat> Ronnie is wondering why Roll20 won't let me type on the map. Um, uh, Shivani is just going along with with things at the moment. She's somewhat exasperated and a little annoyed. But mm. <laughs> All right, so... Uh, whenever, whenever they get to the place where they stop running, she will, she will say that the next time they leave the Undernation, she will demand to get one of those uh, horseless carriages. Because <laughs> all this running is ridiculous. That's stealthy. What would you like to have typed on the map, Matt? I can probably do it. I'm just going to write Thorpe. Oh, okay. I can put that yeah, on. I want to know where it's at. I, like, I put that little circle there, and I was going to put Thorpe to mark it. Thorpe. Can you make the text white? Yep, sure can. <clears throat> that would make it a little easier to see. That's better. All right. Well, um, since I'm the tail end here, are, are we being pursued? Uh, you start. You hear the sounds of uh, barking. God damn it! Uh, but it seems to be going off in a different direction from where you guys are going. Um, I is there any way for me to catch up? Yeah. Oh, yeah. You can, you can catch up easily. <clears throat> so I'll catch up to them and suggest we get into the river again, um, just so that our scent doesn't. Uh... Are we going with the flow of the river or against it? With it. Oh, fantastic! That's even better. Yeah. So I suggest that we get in the river as quickly as possible, creek, whatever, um, so that we can cut our scent, mm-hmm. um, just in case they decide to turn around. Okay, so you guys start heading back. Can we wait the- until we're somewhat further away, though? Just because I think splashing in the creek would be loud enough. Would it be too loud? I don't know. I worry about it. Chris, are they close enough? Um, they're. I mean, noise they're travels, so it might not be a bad idea to. Okay. And the Thorpe was actually on the river, so I'm going to move it a little bit. Oh. Because it had a water wheel that it was using. That's right. Um, All right, so... Okay. Okay. Um, So, uh, you guys uh, move down as, uh, as far as you're able to risk and land and head back to the river and start... Uh, trying to run as quickly and silently as you can through the river. Um, 
you do this, uh, it was about midday when you came across the child, uh, so in the Thorpe. Uh, so it's another another few hours of travel. Um, I will continue to hang back and uh, keep an ear out for signs of pursuit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so after the initial, um, after the initial, uh, like, sounds, you get the idea that you're not being pursued, at least by the wolf, the warg party. Okay. Um, then I will, uh, confer with you guys, um, and I'll let you know that I'm gonna hang back even further. Um, and so I will be back maybe, I don't know. Dividing things into feet is weird. But basically, like, half a mile behind them, I'll hang back and just kind of make my way a little slower than them to make sure that we aren't actually being pursued. How many rounds does it take you to travel half a mile? That's a good question. Uh, Half a mile is... Well, uh, it depends on how fast you're moving. Um... If you're running, uh, probably, I don't know, 40 rounds. Jesus. That seems very far away. (laughs) Maybe like a football field away. (laughs) I stay three rounds behind the group. (laughs) Which is only a hundred and... Not even that. 90 feet. Yeah. 44 <laughs> rounds. That's too much. Well, it's a half mile. Um, Jeez. <laughs> I'm like, like, I know it would take me a long time to go half a mile. So. <laughs> well, but when you think about it. I mean, there's t- less than five minutes. T- 10 rounds yeah. in a minute. So that's four minutes. It's pretty much four minutes and. 24 and a half seconds. minutes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 4. 4. I was just thinking that if we, like, run straight into something and mm-hmm. get fucked over, then she's really far behind us. Basically, Never going to yeah. make it before the end of the battle. Out of the fight. Of yeah. Time, yeah. 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 Either way, I hang back. Um, I hang back three rounds. Well, I mean, I'll hang back quite a ways for, like... 20 minutes, just to see if we're being pursued. I want to know if we're being pursued still. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, roll me a uh, survival check. Uh, here we go. Shitty rolls. Here we go. Uh, 13. Uh, you don't see any signs of being followed. Mm. Too bad I don't trust that 7 I rolled. <laughs> All right. Who is, uh, are we still in our, have it written down here somewhere, our normal watch order here? There we are. I am up for normal order. Alright, so Shivani, would you make me two perception checks, please? This is at evening. Where do you guys make camp that evening, just out of curiosity? On the ground. Cave, if we can find it. (laughs) On the ground. In the creek. <laughs> All right. Uh, you, you do find like a little hollow. Uh, it's the best you can find. Okay. I'm assuming no fire. 
No. Mm-hmm. So for perception, I got a 13 and a 14. All right. Um, keep your, you're kind of nervously keeping your eyes out for pursuers. Uh, you startle at one point because you hear like some, like, uh, some kind of thrashing sounds in the wood, but then you look and you, you realize it's just two bucks that have locked horns and are doing their territorial buck thing that bucks do. They're bucking about. Bucking about. So yeah, quiet watch. Uh, oh, and I murmur to myself, "Oh, just kiss and get over with it." <laughs> <laughs> Yin. Yeah. Uh, roll me perception check. Okay. So. <clears throat> <clears throat> 19. Okay. All's quiet. All right. You hear the sounds of an owl in the distance. (laughs) Adesh kind of perks up at that and flies off for a bit. (laughs) Go Adesh. Owl chat. All right, Una. Yes. Uh, roll me perception. Mm. Perception. Eight. Oh. Wonderful. Ah! Uh, roll me a wisdom save. Oh, God. Not again. <laughs> I'm not actually going to use that dice. <laughs> Oh no, look at that face! We're so screwed! Natural one. Oh god. Alright, so... All of Chris's DM dreams just came through. (laughs) So, uh... Who doesn't love it when the barbarian gets possessed? (laughs) So, uh, as the sun breaks, um, you're not sure why, (laughs) uh, but you, uh... Get yourself making a fire, um, and you look around uh, and you find uh, kind of just a, 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 a pot nearby, just like lying in the woods. So you bring it over, put it on the fire, uh, and start making a stew out of uh, game and using water from the creek and some vegetables you find. Well, I am hungry. Does this oh, does this wake anybody up? Um, and uh, when the stew's ready. Uh, a, uh, we wake up and Yin is missing a foot <laughs> an old goblin woman uh, comes up to the fire Baba Gorkaya what are you doing <laughs> she says I can't help but notice the smell of your stew do you mind if I sit and have a bowl with you oh god can I do um, an insight check on her. Sure. 
I assume drug addled mind inside check, but <laughs> I wouldn't just say yes. <laughs> um, insight that is 22. Uh, no, she, seems, she seems to be a kind old woman who wants some stew. Yeah, yes, ma'am. And I pull out a second bowl and I ladle her some stew and hand it to her. Right. She sits down and starts eating. Uh, the rest of you. Smell the smells of delicious stew. Waking you from your slumber. Just when I wake up, I invite them over. Mm-hmm. Uh, sitting next to Una on the fire is uh, an old goblin woman who is eating stew out of a bowl. <clears throat> Who's that? Who sees that? All of you. You all see this. Wait. We, we were awoken by Stu. Is there uh, a fire right now? Yeah. yeah. Why did you immediately? As she runs over to put it out, I pull the stew out of the way so it doesn't get ruined. I go, hey, watch out! Who the fuck is this? <laughs> Why did you make a fire? We gotta go! We're being pursued. Um, Amanda, did you eat the stew? Yes, you did, right? Um, um, yeah, sure. I ate it. It'd be rude not to. <laughs> oh, no. We're going to be carting a tripping balls barbarian along with it. Just one second. My computer's being a little sluggish today. I also passed one over a roll over to uh, Shivani and one over to Yen, but... Um, oh, no, 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 no. Roll me 2d10. Oh, um, I'll roll you and you. 11. Alright, you gain 11 uh, maximum hit points. Ooh! Temporary maximum? Yeah, it'll, it'll go away after 24 hours. <laughs> Mm. I don't know what you're talking about. I feel fine. In fact, you feel better than you felt in days. Dude. I feel better than I felt in days. <laughs> uh, and the, the woman who's eating the stew says, My name's Vesna. Hey, Vesna, how are you doing? <clears throat> I'm. What's her name? I'm sorry. Vesna. I'm Una. These are my companions, and I introduce them. What's the old lady's name? Vesna. This is... Uh, <laughs> this is Yen. Uh, this is um, Lady Shivani. And this is Amani, who is being very cranky today. <laughs> you know, under threat of death. Can't imagine why. Oh, everything's fine. We've been fine all night. Uh, who else eats some stew? Shivani waves off the bowl and says, Oh no, darling, that smells like animal and peasantry. None for me, thank you. Oh yeah, I forgot. I'm sorry. Um, I think I will hold on to the stew. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Can I do like, um, I don't know what would be more appropriate, like a wisdom, or like a uh, religion or a history check to see if um, Vesna is, is mentioned any, in any old stories that I know of? Yeah, roll me a religion check. <laughs> Never mind. Natural one. 
<laughs> I know. So what brings you out here? Can I roll insight on this lady? You sure can. <clears throat> oh, that's a fucking lot. That's a 25. Uh, she seems like a sweet old lady who's out here for some stew. Really? Mm-hmm. Don't trust it. <laughs> yeah, I rolled 19 and I don't trust it. <laughs> Shivani is getting dressed with the help of Rupert. Um, so, so, Fezna, I, I think it was. Do, do what was your name, I, Derry? I didn't catch it. She's speaking to me? Yeah. Uh, Lady Shivani Shamaktara, a pleasure to make your acquaintance. I, I do apologize I'm not quite in my normal state. You did call upon us rather early, but we, we've yet to find uh, a hobgoblin person, or really any denizen of this above realm who's been quite so cordial with us as, as you have been. It's, it's rather curious. She says, should I have a reason not to be cordial with you? You're sharing well, your stew with me. Everyone else seems to be not very cordial. Do you happen to know why that would be? Or uh, They all seem to be um, in the service of somebody named Zoriah. Perhaps you might elucidate us as to who that is? Uh, she says Zoriah is the leader of these parts. And, and what sort of being is is she? Well, I've never, I've never seen Zoraya myself. I cast disguise self on myself mm-hmm. and try to fade in the trees to get a perimeter. Okay, basically, I, I decide I will be satisfied with that role because it'd be stupid not to be when you rolled a nineteen. <laughs> so I'll listen and assume everyone tells me what happened. I see. And is there any reason she would uh, have a, a prejudice against persons from the Undernation? The Under what now? The Undernation. The, the, the nation below the ground. She says you come from... You come from a pl- she says you come from below ground. Yes. Well, it's our I home under that mountain. Well, except for Una here, yes. Uh, she says, uh, I ain't heard of no under nation. She says, There's uh, nothing to speak of, really. Uh, Manners. <laughs> she I mean, says, um, right. she says uh, Do you guys have some sort of logo or insignia? <laughs> nope. Well, yes, we're all wearing it. <laughs> you guys uh, oh, no, we hid it. We hid it, didn't we? We hid it, yeah. Do I have a magical compulsion to tell her about it? No. Okay, then I don't. <laughs> uh, Shivani will take a stick and draw it on the ground, the little mm-hmm. test logo. Ah, she says, we did get a decree about this logo. She says, uh, she says, interlopers, they were described as. A threat a threat to the nation. Well, that's just entirely unreasonable. We're a, th- we're a threat to no one. We're just exploring. We're trying to 
understand the state of the world. If anything, our, our intentions are are for peaceful coexistence. Can I roll an insight check on Shabani? <laughs> <laughs> that accent doesn't doesn't go with peaceful coexistence very well. <laughs> she says, um, she says, you really must have lived in a hole in the ground if you think that. Why is that? She says, uh, she says, long before my time, she says, our people were hunted by people like you. Near to extinction. That's unfortunate. <laughs> I have never been involved in any of it. <laughs> she looks you up and down. She says, you look like a warrior. She says, uh, tell me, have you slain many goblins or kobolds? I mean, yeah, but not because of anything special about it. Slain a lot of people. And why did you slay? Why did you slay the goblins and kobolds where you're from? Because uh, they were fighting me and the people I was with. So I fought them back. She eats some more stew. Goes. She gets up and kind of reaches over and ladles herself some more. I eat some more as well. Mm-hmm. She says, so, where, what brings you guys here anyway from your hole in the ground? Well, as I said, we're exploring. We're trying to understand the, the state of the world. From our understanding, about oh, 700 years ago or so, there was some manner of calamity that brought terror and destruction across the land. Just many things have recovered since then. Do your people have any stories of the calamity? <clears throat> she says we do. Yes, we uh, we narrowly avoided being wiped out by it. What happened exactly? <laughs> I wasn't alive seven hundred years ago. Why don't you tell well, me? I was wondering if you had stories. Great, great darkness came. Fire, <laughs> fire killed people. I was wondering and I uh, pull out the maps that I did as my far traveler background and I ask her if any of that looks familiar to her she says I don't I'm not I'm not very well traveled she says I have a haven't left this forest, but she says, none of that looks like anything I've seen before. Alright, thank you. And she put it away a little disappointed. By chance, Vesna, if you have no other pressing business, uh, would, would you be interested in accompanying us on our, on our venture? To act as sort of a, a sort of an emissary for us to 
so that maybe we could have more peaceful negotiations with the other persons of this above world. We would be happy to compensate you for your time in, in whatever way you would find more use, most useful. We have coin, we have um, uh, other <coughs> services we could offer you, if that's of no interest. And she says, and what would you expect me to do? And what would you pay me? Again, we have coin, if, if you have use for that. Otherwise, uh, let's see, I, I am somewhat practiced in on arcane magics, so uh, our dear Amani is quite the skilled hunter and trapper. If you're in needing of meat or, or furs, um, Gin is quite skilled with healing, if you need any, anything of that nature. And Una is impressively strong if you need something big lifted. Uh, and... We simply, simply ask that you act as an emissary on our behalf if we encounter any other denizens of, of the above world, that you let them know that we are not, in fact, horribly destructive monsters out to kill them all, and that we simply seek knowledge and, and understanding. She says, what, what is your goal up here, anyway? To learn. But then what? <clears throat> to return home and share what we have learned. I'm trying to find my way home. Yes. Una is trying to find her way back to wherever she came from. And you're not, I'm not from, entirely sure where that is. You're not from your you're not from your underground land? Oh no. God no. <laughs> Got us. <laughs> Um, she says uh, she says uh, but surely she says you you go back to your under nation and then with this knowledge of what you come back out yes to explore more and more people would eventually come if we find some sort of um if it turns out that the the landscape is, is hospitable enough and capable of supporting our people again. She says, but what if the land's already spoken for? What well, if negotiations and payments and... Surely not all the land can be spoken for. I mean, there has to be a place somewhere we could settle into. She says, uh, you come from under the mountain. Yes. She says, uh, beyond the great ring of, beyond the great ring. Yes, do you know anything about that, by the way? We were quite puzzled by it. She says, uh, our people are forbidden from going beyond that ring. And I would suggest you wouldn't. Because it's quite dangerous. <clears throat> what's beyond Sad, it? Road and vaporized. Oh, it's, yeah, it's not so much what's beyond it. It's just if you try to pass through it, you'll catch on fire. Excuse me. She says, um... She says, our land is on this side of the ring, 
and it is on the far side of the ring. She says, the Carmanova Empire spreads far. Hmm? From coast to coast, east and west, coast to coast, north and south. Carmanova, you say? Have I ever heard anything like that before in my life? Roll me... Roll me a history check. Come on, be good, be good, be good. God, I am not smart. (laughs) Fifteen. I Um, thought this would be negative. (laughs) uh, East. Like you, you vague, you vaguely recall one time in a tavern hearing a sailor talk about it uh, in the east. Interesting. Um. Well, could you perhaps tell us the the shortest route to the ocean? I believe there are lands beyond this one across the water. She says, uh, I ain't been to the ocean myself. She says, uh, would all your people want to go there? We're just looking for a place to call our own. We'd prefer not to step on anyone else's toes in the process. Don't you have that already? Yes, but some people aren't happy down there. For some reason. I mean, it has its virtues. It's temperature controlled. That's true. Never rains. Plenty of mushrooms. Oh, oh God. God. <clears throat> she says, uh, so your people just want to come up from a bun to the ground and go go to the ocean and leave. Well, I don't know if that's necessarily the case, but we're in the process of searching and exploring, and if this continent is, as you say, already spoken for, then we'd have to search out a new one. She says, I think your language is rusty. This isn't a continent. Island. There you go. Where is that? Oh, island. So is the is Zariah the leader of the empire? She not. And do we do we know if um, <clears throat> what direction the circle was facing when when we went over the red wall? Was it surrounding the mountain? Yes. Did it look like, well, okay. That's right. Okay. Is um is the empire? Mostly goblinoid people. She says, "Oh, you'll find, you'll find creatures from all walks of life here. Goblins and hobgoblins and kobolds, bugbears, gnolls, humans. Don't see a lot of them around these parts. Great. But you see some." She says in the ports occasionally. 
How far is the nearest port? She says, and why do you want to know? So we can get the hell out of here. She says, that's right. You come from far away, don't you? Yeah. Yep. Also, people who populate a port are more likely to have traveled across the ocean. They could probably give us more information about what lands lay beyond the water. We just want to get out of the collective your hair. (laughs) (laughs) She says, uh, where do you come from, Una? Um, eh, here and there, mostly just <laughs> mostly there. Uh, what's it called? Um, Sujerus is the one with the mountains, right? Yeah, yeah. A country called Sujerus spent some time in Carthalia, Lorraine. Have you heard of those? Can't say that I have. She says, far outside the Carmenova Empire. Mm -hmm. She says, uh, no, I may be quite old. I'm not well-traveled. Out of character, it's really nice to be talking to somebody that's not trying to kill us. God, right? (laughs) (laughs) Yet. <laughs> Yet. So she I have more soup. pointed the way to the nearest port. What's that? She still hasn't told us anything about where the nearest port could be. Correct. Hmm. Well, I mean, it is a fucking island. Yeah, we get to the outside of it. Walking in one direction, you get somewhere sometime. Mm-hmm. Um, anything else we should ask her? Did she say she'd come with us? No, right? She hasn't said one way or the other yet. <clears throat> so are you interested in coming along with us? She says, I still don't know What's in it for me? She says, uh, if I work with you, if I aid and abet you, technically that's breaking the laws of the Empire. No, we wouldn't want you to get into trouble. She says, I could could die for that. Yeah, that's not ideal. I think it's your choice, and it's entirely up to you to let us know what it is you want in, in, would want in compensation. I told you what we have to offer. She says, uh, you there, big guy, you've been quiet. What's your role in all this? <clears throat> I'm just along for the ride. <laughs> I do like I do like the surface lands and I feel more at home here than than I than I did underground. <clears throat> She 
He says, and if I came with you, where would we be going? Towards the port. <laughs> Have I run across anything in my scouting? No. Okay. I imagine all over. <clears throat> No, go ahead and roll me a survival check, Sh- Shivani. Or Imani. Imani. Seventeen. Uh, you also realize you don't see any goblin footsteps leading up to your camp. Okay. And I put out the fire. Like that, that you caught that? Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> All right, well, I'll head back mm-hmm. and group. Mm-hmm. We're going to eat some more of increasingly cold soup. <laughs> I, I will eat the soup too since Una is not dropped yet. Uh, give yourself 2d10 uh, maximum hit points. Duncan. And she says, so what will you do when you get to the port? Just leave me there? Well, you're welcome to... We're going to be heading back this way, because we must return to our people. You're welcome to venture back with us as well. Get off of the computer. <laughs> so you're going to go to the port, come back this way, drop me off. That's that's our plan. And hope that I can talk people into not attacking you on site. That would be very much appreciated. Um, as I come back into the camp, can I um, can I try to sneak up on her? Roll me stealth check. <laughs> A fucking lot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I imagine it'd be hard to do because <laughs> we see you and hey, money. <laughs> what'd you, I have this guy's cell phone. What'd you, what'd you get? 25. 25? Okay. Um, yeah, she doesn't seem to notice you. Uh, and the rest of you guys, that's well below your passive perception. So we're all above yeah. your passive perceptions. So you sneak back up. Um. Sneak attack. <laughs> no, I'm not going to attack her. Not even a little bit. Um, this is going to go so poorly. Damn it, Caitlin! <laughs> How are you going to fuck us over? I know, right? Um, what, once I've secured myself and I know that, I, that they don't notice me, I will stand up and pretend to stumble and try to grab myself on her shoulder lightly mm-hmm. to see if my hand goes through her. Alright, you stumble and your <laughs> hand goes right on to old lady goblin. Sorry. Somebody did try to be more careful. You're acting so weird today. I do like the fact that you like approached us with ninja stealthiness and then 
<laughs> and then got clumsy. I know. That's why I thought it would go poorly. I was just hoping I didn't have to roll a performance check. Because <laughs> I got a negative two for that. <laughs> um, I, I look at Una and I'm like, oh, I'm behaving oddly whenever you were supposed to be doing watch and then you started a fire. And There's nothing around. You started a fire when we... Yeah, because we got to eat breakfast. shouldn't have a fire. We got to eat breakfast. You're going to have cold breakfast. I don't think that's necessary. This soup is really good. You should have some. I'm going to lean over to Vesna and say, if you do come along with us, just be prepared. You will have to put up with this constantly. (laughs) I mean, I have another question for Vesna. She says, I'm all ears. She points to her comically large goblin ears. Why weren't there any footsteps from you walking up to our camp? She says, I am very light. Adamani, you can't just ask people why they don't leave footsteps. <laughs> I am asking, why didn't you leave any footsteps? I said, I'm very light. <laughs> Have I yet seen a goblin that didn't leave footprints behind? No. You don't leave footprints. For some reason, our barbarian warrior decided to make a fire in your presence. And... Also, where did that pot come from? Yeah. Where did it come from? Uh, Vesna looks at uh, you, Una, waiting for an answer. Mm. Oh, it is in the other room. Uh, Amanda, everyone... Amanda, everyone wants to know where the pot came from. What pot? That you made the stew in. Oh! Uh, I was trying to point where it was. So a pot magically appeared, and you didn't find that suspicious at all? No, of course not. I needed a pot, and I got a pot. Oh. It'd be weird if I didn't use the pot to cook some stew. Nope, nope, the opposite. And for, for future reference... Um, appearing cookery is, is truly unusual. A what? You're all so suspicious all the time. To be honest, though, we've never been in this forest before. Who's to say what's unusual and what isn't? Exactly. We want something bad enough that it will just sort of appear. I want a carriage. I want a carriage. I want a carriage. I want a carriage. <laughs> really? <laughs> you guys think that the forest is that way when um, the, the goblin is clearly in front of us? All right. Well, she says... Uh, it's called the scientific method, darling. Well, clearly nothing slips this past you, Imani. It's called the scientific method? She says, clearly nothing slips past you, Imani. I don't know the case. And, um... Uh, several things happen all at once. Uh, first... Oh, damn it, Caitlin! <laughs> it first, will happen eventually! Shivani, you get your wish. Uh, what? You look up into the sky, and uh, becoming visible, you see this large floating airship that's been hovering above you guys. Uh, ropes start dropping down from it. Um, what? And I'm going to need Amani to make a saving throw. What? <laughs> what kind of saving throw? Uh, a wisdom saving throw. Well, I'm fucked. And I don't have inspiration. 
My heart is beating so fast right now. What the actual fuck? Sky Pirates. So when you say airship, Chris, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, are we talking like Star Wars style Corvettes or like huge dirigible? Ah, um, uh, I'm gonna have to Google dirigible Zeppelin. Oh, invisible blimp. Yeah, the blimp. Mm-hmm. Um, I got a thirteen, unfortunately. A uh, what? Fourteen. Thirteen. All right, um, good news. You don't have to make any more decisions. Bad news, your mind is mine to control. Now. No! <laughs> inspiration! Um, you've been dominated. No, motherfucker! Yeah, please, look at him. Oh. Uh, and she him. says, um, uh, so you see this, this, as you guys look up as this giant airship appears, uh, <laughs> And it almost distracts you from hearing um, uh, uh, Vesna says something that bends the very fabric of, you know, magic. Um, uh, and uh, Amani just kind of goes slack. <clears throat> There's no save for domination, right? Uh, I'm done. Once you uh, dominate someone, it's... You get a save every time you take damage. Okay. Um, and, uh... She says, um... Look, uh, you're all going up in the ship. There's the easy way or the hard way. Amani, Amani here is going to help you all get loaded up in there. Isn't that right, Amani? Great. In my head, I'm screaming. Uh, she's she's, she's commanding you to answer in the affirmative yes and where's the ship going uh she says well you're gonna get your you're gonna get your wish we're going to the we're going to the coast excellent well why didn't you just show us the ship and offer us a ride this was all the theatrics has Amani not noticed that I've been dominated I'm not addressing you. <laughs> uh, so the rope's lower. Uh, about a dozen of the black and red suited uh, kobolds start sliding down the ropes. Another four of them start flying down. Wings <clears> outstretched. <throat> I'm guessing we don't have time to run away. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to try running? I'm asking, like, how high up is the ship that is going to... Are they going to be, like, on the ground in six seconds, or... Yeah, yeah like, they're like, the ship is hovering... Okay, then then running is probably not going to work in this Probably. Instance. The ship's probably, like, a good 120 feet in the air. So, two rounds. <laughs> well, and... <clears throat> it is also the ship that I should point out is eerily quiet. It makes not a sound. I offer the uh, cobalt coming down some stew. <laughs> um, oh no, you're just leaning in a hundred percent. Um, is anybody gonna? Is anybody gonna fight this, or are you gonna? 
I think that would be a spectacularly bad idea. <laughs> it's your Honestly, agency. Uno wants to go. With, with <laughs> the exception of Amami, it's your agency. There. It's your so. What level of warlock do you have to be to cast that spell? <laughs> a fucking lot. Dominate person? Depends on whether it's person or monster, but dominate person, I think, is a fifth level spell. Mm-hmm. Okay, so. Get our asses handed to us in. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go with it for now. Uh, so uh, they all um, kind of hut to, uh, and a uh, a twenty foot by twenty foot platform from the dirigible lowers magically to the ground. Mm-hmm. Oh, must tell me how that's done. Um, and uh, Vesna s- stands up and kind of cricks her neck a little bit. And uh, her uh, her cane that she's using, which is a stick, and the rest of her clothes kind of shift. Uh, and she's wearing very fine regalia, and the cane is, seems to be made of uh, polished uh, alabaster. Hey, Zariah! How's it going? Uh, and uh, the uh, four elite guards salute. <clears throat> And she, uh, I, I compliment her her robes. <laughs> she says, uh, "All aboard." If she's going as I walk towards the uh, platform, I hand one of the guards the uh, the pot of stew and go, "Here you go. I already have one." <laughs> <laughs> All right. So a couple of the guards pick up the pot she, from the ground. Is she a goblin? Is she still a goblin? Yeah. Okay. Pop goblin. Just goblin. Oh, just a goblin. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you guys uh, stand on the platform? Uh, no manacles or restraints or anything. I'm uh, screaming in my head. <laughs> and uh, she steps on the platform with you, and uh, all of you start raise up off the ground in a very smooth motion. Um uh, it's just her and the four of you on the platform. Uh, the uh, four honor the four elite kobolds start flying back up, uh, and the rest of them climb the ropes. This is pretty cool. I've never been on one of these before, and I kind of like look over the side like old white people doing cruise ships. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the ground uh, leaves you, uh, and uh, you guys eventually click in the place. Uh, inside a large chamber. Um, there is a large throne-like chair on one end of the room, uh, and then there's uh, a dozen uh, chairs kind of facing it on the other side. Uh, and there's little portholes along the side of the window. And uh, she walks with the assistance of the cane up to the throne and sits down on it, uh, and then kind of gestures to you guys towards the seats. How big are the seats? Uh, there's a variety of sizes. You get the idea that, you know, cobalt size, hobgoblin size, bugbear size. There's... Shivani will sit in whichever one. one is closest to our hostess mm-hmm. <clears throat> and of an appropriate size. I'm going to take two medium sized ones and put them together. <laughs> Instead of just sitting in the large one that would fit you comfortably? <laughs> 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 uh, 
it, uh, the four elite kobolds uh, enter the room, and each of them stands in the corner of it. Um, she says, uh, It's a two-hour trip, so uh, we have time. So, is it actually Vesna, or is that part of the act? She says, I wasn't sure if you'd heard my name yet or not. She says, I am Zoraya. I am the Empress of the Cardinal ah. of the Empire. Well, allow me to make proper formal introductions then, and I will stand up and curtsy. My name is Lady Shivani of House Chamaktara, representative of the Under Nation, and I wish for you to know that our intentions in your lands are entirely peaceful. She says, the uh, last group of you I talked to said something similar. That would have been 50-some years ago, I believe. She nods. She says, you all are precise every 50 years like clockwork. May I ask what happened to the last group you encountered? They perished. Uh, How? She says, they ceased to live. They probably did something untoward. <clears throat> so, how long? How long have you been killing us? She says, uh, "Well, far less long than your people have been killing mine." Is it just because you think that they want to take over some of your lands, or is there like more stuff going on, like? Is it typical war, or is there something more interesting at foot? I'm not from around here. She says, I wasn't lying earlier. Your people slaughtered my people near extinction. Their people, yes, I get it, you're not from there. But you, as long as you have that badge on you, you are one of them. Sometimes you gotta do what you gotta do. (laughs) She says, exactly. I'm glad we can see eye to eye on that. I'd, seeing eye to eye with your murderer. Oh, also, uh, Amani, uh, the domination winks out. Oh. Well. I was just leaning into it, so I'm just going to sit here because I don't have anything to say. <laughs> You're just, she's just lucky she's not near Asana because this whole thing would be a flame. <laughs> well, I do appreciate your kind offer to escort us to the port. <clears throat> And I trust that it is with the best of intentions? It's not. I give Amani just a look like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> she says, Just had my entire will subversed. You know, still a little salty. <laughs> As one would be, yes. <laughs> People just complain about that so much. I don't get it. <laughs> you should try it sometime. Yeah. <laughs> Um, she says, uh, she says, I won't ask your forgiveness. She says, uh, you are a bit of a loose cannon. It's not true at all. I wanted answers to my questions. (laughs) You do tend to lack tact, darling. Well, lacking tact at least gets you answers to your questions. And sometimes it gets you dominated by magic. So as I was saying... Playing about while she guides us to our slaughter. 
Honestly, I think it's been a great morning. We had some really good soup with some help of our friend. Now we're going on vacation. It's I, fantastic. I, I have one more question, and then I'll, and then I'll stop. How long did you keep the last elf as a pet that you tortured before you finally killed them? She says, "Is that what you think I did?" I mean, it hadn't obviously been dead for very long. But it had come out of our nation fifty years ago. She, she, yeah, I, I forgot. My bad. <laughs> she says, "I'm." She says, uh, "She says you think all all goblins are torturous beasts, don't you?" You sent us a note that said, "Go back to your hole or die." What the hell else am I supposed to think? She says, "Goblins have a very fairly short lifespan, right?" Yeah. <laughs> so, do we think that she would have been alive herself the last time? She said she did. Okay. She said she met the last ones. Mm-hmm. Okay. She says, uh, she says, by all accounts of your previous expedition, she says, you guys live a very comfortable life there. There's so much mushrooms. She says, uh, she says, we did not invade your lands. We were content to let you Go back to your hole and live there. She says, but your people are a threat to my people. And she says, and I which, cannot suffer you in my empire. Which is why I think we can come to a mutually uh, beneficial agreement. And our going together to the port is the first step in that. Now, I'm must ask, since it's not been stated explicitly, will my companions and myself, if we should desire, be allowed to return to our home after we visit the port? She says that will depend on many things. I ask because it seems to me that while our peoples may have had an an unhappy history. Times have changed. Generations have passed. And while the mistakes of the past cannot be undone, we can perhaps move on and forge a new relationship or entirely separate existences from one another. You do not wish for us to invade your lands, as it were, which is perfectly acceptable. And... An, an agreement that matter can be brokered either by us remaining in our underground home or leaving this land and seeking a a, a, a home elsewhere. But I, I, I must let you know that if we do not return, 50 years from now, another group will come out and 50 years from then, another group. And the, uh, the cycle of your... Of, our people unwantedly intruding upon your land will simply continue. I mean, wouldn't it be nice to get these guys the hell out of here and have the whole island to yourself? She says, oh yes, we'd be much agreeable to that plan. She says, the, la- the, last, the last group of you did not seem keen on the idea. I mean, I know of a lot of very nice places with hardly any people in there. We could just put these motherfuckers on the boat and be out. She says, uh, she says, you don't speak for your people. 
And ask me for my people? No, she says, the, the four of you, you don't speak for your under-nation. Well, I'd like to think of myself as a, a representative of the nobility that has quite some sway in our nation. Yeah, she's pretty important, and to be honest, and not the smartest, will probably listen to us. <laughs> I just see Matt turn and actually stare at my photo. <laughs> it was pretty great. Um, <laughs> just trying to look judgmentally at me. <laughs> which of you has the uh, sending stone? I'm Shivani. pretty sure I do. Is that what I say? Um, it's either me or Shivani. Okay. Shivani, you've got it? I think so, yeah. Okay. She says, uh, She says, if your people are willing to give up the Undermountain, the Undernation, and leave leave the Empire, she says, that's those are terms we can agree to. We could even give you terms safe... I'd be happy... We could even give you safe passage off the island. See, it's great. We can't sue. We're going on vacation. Now we have a deal. Everything's awesome. We have a proposal, and it is a proposal I would be happy to return to the council and present. But we will need at least some indication of where we're going before we (laughs) agree to leave. Hence why our travel to the port will be... uh, important scout ahead Hmm. well is there anything else you wish to discuss while we travel your airship is very impressive Uh, might you tell me anything about its, its construction or operation it is of my own design Really? Mm. I am most impressed. She says, uh, She says, I will not, however, be telling you anything about its operation or design while we're traveling in it. She says, It's not that I don't trust you, but I don't trust you. Does it have a name? Completely understandable. Perhaps perhaps a a later arrangement of the trading of, of information can be arranged. She says, we'll, "She says we'll see." She says, "You're, uh, you're putting the cart an awful long way in front of the horse." I think this is all going to go just fine. And she says, "The name of the ship." Sorry, you asked the name of the ship. Yeah. She says, "She says you're riding on the Song of Summer." It is. Oh, that's nice. She said, "It is my personal imperial airship." Well. Oh, no. Uh, you cut out there Everyone for a second, Amanda. Cool. Oh, I just complimented her on the ship. I said it was pretty cool. She says, of course, that is the t- translated name. She says it's... True name is in Goblinic and is much prettier. She says it's the pieds in Leta, but... Mm-hmm. That is nice. Is it? Is that really Song of Summer? Yeah, it's Song of Summer in Goblin. <laughs> <laughs> Are there windows? Yeah, there's portholes so you guys look out. 
Uh, I walk away from the grouping and uh, I pace. I choose a wall and I pace the opposite end from them, just looking out the windows. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you see a verdant green landscape beneath you, giving uh, opening up here and there with gorgeous blue rivers and lakes. Uh, you see off in the distance, um, uh, Mount Otapu, right? That's what I called it. Yeah. Oh, oh, Otapu. Oh, yeah. You see Otapu Peak. Uh, in the distance, a uh, huge uh, snow-covered peak dominating the horizon. Um, you also see uh, beneath you what appears to be little dots of smoke and settlements. I'm going, if nobody else is going to be saying anything, I'm going to step out of my chair and sit down on the floor across my legs pull out a deck of cards, start suffering them, mm-hmm. go. So, who's up for some road trip games? And I toss, like, three uh, silver into the pot. <laughs> she, uh, uh, Zoraya just raises an eyebrow at you. Uh, you said two hours, right? Yes, that is how long your trip will be. And uh, she moves her hands about and casts a spell and vanishes with a pop. Of a shot. Yeah, come on. All right. Nothing <laughs> <laughs> better to do. I walk up to Amani. Shivani, you mean? Amani, you're Amani. They're too close. Um. <laughs> So, probably it's time to take care of that thing. And I look down at her bag of holding. What? Destroy it. Destroy my bag of holding? (sighs) Shivani. Destroy the connection to our home. Can I roll... Something to see if I realize what she's talking about. <laughs> oh. <laughs> what I roll? Do we, do we know how to? Uh, how, how does one destroy a sending stone? You just crush it, don't you? Just drop it on a hard surface from about four or five feet up. <laughs> oh right. <laughs> Smash it. Uh, I roll a three. <laughs> Very involved in game. Really. Uh, I'm going to cast Detect Magic. Mm-hmm. As uh, you cast the spell, the guards in the corners kind of tense up. I uh, and I go on guard. What's that? Do I detect? Sorry, do I detect the presence of any invisibility magic? No, just the, all the guards have magical armor and magical arms. I see. Um. That being the case, let me see here. Um, that being the case, I'm going to pull out the sending stone. All right, you reach in your bag, think about the sending stone, and it does not appear in your hand. God damn. <clears throat> Giovanni. Are you sure you did? You didn't have it. 
I check my pockets. It is not on your person. Nope. Una! Yen! Do one of you happen to borrow the Sending Stone? The what? I rolled a three. (laughs) (laughs) The Sending Stone. The thing that says talk to the people at home. Oh yeah, the talky rock rock. Yes, the Rocky Talkie. <laughs> well, now I'm just going to give you inspiration for all of this. Oh, God. You- <laughs> Haven't seen it. Yen? <laughs> Yen is broken. Oh, I'm sorry. Rocky Talkie is Oh, God. Oh, Matt. Where'd they give you a rocky-talkie? <laughs> okay. Um, I'm sorry, what was the question? <laughs> Do you have it? You got the rocky-talkie. Nice. I, I, I pat myself and tink, 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 tink. Nope. I check my back pocket. <laughs> None of you have it. Can we go back to the part where she dropped a dead body on us the first day we left? Well, it's clear she's not a good person. Well, I mean, the soup is definitely better, well, but... Good, bad, those are relative terms. I mean, she murdered? To... She's, she's a leader, up. making sure that her people survive. And if that means that people don't survive, then that happens. That's the way the world works. Una is the voice of reason. And yet, I don't feel reasoned. Well, that's because you're being obstinate on purpose. (laughs) Oh, you know, no big deal. The evil lady who wants to kill all of our people or keep us in prison now has a direct link to our home. No big deal, MBE. I I can't help but think that... Imani, I can't help but think that you would be a lot more pleasant right now if you had just had a little bit of soup. Like, a lot more trusting... (laughs) Like, you, know, you, you, you eat people and then you like them a little bit more. That's how you really get to know somebody. But you wandered off and you didn't enjoy the talk we all had. Mm-hmm. You're right. I didn't enjoy being duped. Empress has us in her clutches. Again? I mean, I didn't get any. We don't know that she's evil. Did anyone else catch what she said? Yes, that she was amenable to an agreement that would allow our people to leave the island. Did she actually say those words? Yes. Yeah. I think she's going to kill us all. I think she's got what she wants. Well, if that was the case, she'd just drop us out of the dirigible and let us fall to our deaths. Yeah. I'm still waiting for that to begin. (laughs) (laughs) Or. Or have and a multitude, multitude of guards, or have the dozens of guards on this ship slaughter us? There's no reason for us to be keeping us alive if she has what she wants. I mean, she could have killed us in our sleep, but she made us soup instead. But actually, you made us soup. Oh yeah, I made us soup. She made you make us soup. She she gave me a pot, and then I made soup. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
And it do, was a very with nice my detect time. magic, do I detect that Una is under any kind of compulsion at the moment? He's just being Una. <laughs> any sort of enchantment aura coming off of her? It's that's all Amanda. That's no. That's not the stew talking. That's just Amanda. Well, let's let's actually check with detect magic before we make that assumption. <laughs> We've been tricked before. Bruno is pretty sure there's nothing weird going on to begin with, so she's just going along with it. There's nothing not on. eye contact with anybody. <laughs> I'm reading something. I just want to. <laughs> reading something. Oh, Jesus Christ. Um, <laughs> she is not. No, you don't detect that she's under any sort of compulsion. Ah. Uh. Am I under any sort of... <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> All right. Uh, well... I will, I will pull out my journal and start filling it in with, with notes of what's happened this morning. Dear diary, we died on our second expedition. <laughs> and I walk writing this from beyond the grave. And I start pacing again. Since I didn't get to do my morning prayers, I'm going to start doing those. Since nobody's playing cards with me, it's a free game, but it's not a two-person game. <laughs> what happens if I walk up to one of the guards and stand toe-to-toe with them and just stare at them? They just stare at you. You do it. You do that. All right. Uh, this cobalt she stares at you. How tall is that cobalt? What's that? How tall is that cobalt? Uh, she's like four feet tall, five feet tall. <laughs> not, not very. <clears throat> Money's pretty short, right? No, I'm like Money's six, six foot, foot one. Yeah, so you're, you're staring down at this cobalt. <clears throat> I'm just staring. Mm-hmm. Does any of them look any more badass than the other ones? Uh, yeah, there's the one that's uh, kind of closest to the throne. Um. She's uh she's maybe like a half foot taller than the others and has what appears to be like uh like the the uh, armor appears to have like some like higher it seems, seems to signify like a higher rank. That's the one I pick. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. I think how do how does survive in prison? <laughs> From warrior pose, I call over. Pay her no mind. She's just woke up on their own side of the campfire this morning. <clears throat> She uh, she she stares at you for like a full minute, and then she says, "You have problem with me?" Depends on whether you plan on not plan on killing us. She says, "I've not ordered to do that." That's good. She says, "However, in defense of self." In a heartbeat. <laughs> I jazz hands. 
staring. What's that? I jazz hands and continue staring. My hands are not on my weapons. <laughs> I'm not touching <laughs> you. I'm not touching you. I'm not touching you! <laughs> oh my. Internal thought process that I don't share with the kobold. If this ship starts to go down, I'm killing her first. <laughs> You'll try to kill her first. That's why I'm <laughs> I'm angry. Clearly. Your thought is keeping in. <laughs> all right, Yen, what are you doing while all this is is happening? I think I'm just watching. It's too much nonsense for for this. If I were a different person, I'd go sit on the throne, but I'm not. So. <laughs> <laughs> that was that was my first thought when you described the, the that it was coming up. I was like, man, if I were still Rangram, I would have yelled dibs and gone right for the throne. <laughs> But oh, no, I think I'm just watching this all unfold. Kind of rolling my eyes at Amani. Alright. <laughs> Not too optimistic about surviving. That's the biggest dice I have. Oh, it moved. All right. So, um, and Shivani, you're taking your notes. And Una, you're kind of boredly sitting there. No, I'm doing my prayers. Your prayers my right. yoga prayers. All right. Uh, after about another hour and a half, um, uh, how long do you stare at this guard for, just out of curiosity, Emma? Two hours. An hour? So cool. you just... Uh, one of the one of the guards across the way says, um, "Mr. Savannikamanova," and the guard in front of you says, "We're making our approach. If you want to see, oh, she she speaks. She says, approach we're making. If you want to look, I get up and I look out the windows. Yeah, me too. All right. Uh, as you kind of feel the." Uh, the airship is turning slightly, uh, and these verdant green lands with the mountain that's pretty far in the distance now uh, kind of turn, and uh, uh, Una, you see something that makes your heart just leap for joy, and that is just this endless, vast blue uh, ocean that's just sparkling in the distance, and you realize that your homeland <clears throat> lies somewhere on the far side of that, hopefully. Uh, are we heading we're heading east still yes or west west, west. Still oh, west. we're going west okay same direction that we've been going right yeah. mm-hmm. so we are actually heading towards Una's homeland mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah um, and uh, as uh, as it continues the turn uh, you see this vast city beneath you um, uh, dominated by one large uh bronze building that's a kind of long spire that reaches to the sky um a uh you see you know hundreds if not uh over a thousand buildings beneath you um and as you get lower and closer you see little ant sized uh figures hustling and bustling about 
and uh, you appear to be heading directly towards that spire in the center of all of it. Uh, Ian? Yes? Would you ask these, these fine people um, what, our, what, this, what the city's name is? <laughs> oh, is Imani still, like, glaring at the one? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I'll walk up to that one. <laughs> and kind of I guess go down on one knee so I'm like kind of roughly head height with her. And uh, <laughs> I just wanna I just don't want to be talking like looking directly down at someone. Uh, <laughs> could you tell us what the what the name of the city is? Uh she says uh Mesto Savannah Carmenova. She says, which you which is uh Goblinic for the city of crimson flowers. Huh. <laughs> Very pretty. Uh, you also um, realize that Carmanova, the Car- Carmanova Empire, is the Crimson Empire. That's what. Okay. I will uh, relay that information to Shivani. And I say, thank you. <laughs> to the... I put that in my notes. Uh, there is a loud pop. Uh, and. Um, uh, Zoraya is back on the throne. Uh, I curtsy. Empress, welcome back. She says, we are beginning to land in, uh, she says, in the spire. Your city is magnificent. She nods. She says, even better from the ground. If I may ask your majesty... We found that a rather important item has been removed from our possession. Would you know anything about this? What is this item you speak of? Uh, it is a magical stone. What's it do? He's obviously got it. Asked about it. It's. He told her it was important. <laughs> yeah, I, I I joined them. It's too late now. She's either already sent someone to slaughter our people, or she hasn't. It allows for communication across great distances. She says, "Oh, the sending stone that you were carrying." We call her Rocky Talkie. <laughs> <laughs> She says, do you now? Should I take that to mean it is now in your possession? <clears throat> she says, yes, Una gave it to me earlier. I just got a shrug at that. I could have. <laughs> I remember it. May we have it back, please? She says, um... She says, when you... When you leave the city of red flower of crimson flowers, she says, "Then I'll give it back to you." Sounds fair. Have and you? We have your assurance that we will be able to leave the city of crimson flowers when we wish. I cannot give you that assurance. Under what circumstances will you allow us to leave the city of crimson flowers? She says, "Well." 
She says, when I've determined that you're not a threat to my people. She says, until then, she says, you're guests of the Carmenova Empire. Very well. We thank you for your hospitality. As long as your hospitality is in a cover to slaughter our families. And we apologize for members of our party who are less than tactful. She says, if I wanted to slaughter your families, she says, I would have brought the mountain on you a hundred years ago. She says, I've known exactly where you all are and have for for at least a hundred years. She says, uh, I believe it was test eight is how they described themselves. They were quite forthcoming with that information. Why were they so forthcoming? They liked talking. They probably had some of the soup. <laughs> it was delicious. Very well. She um, says, you have my assurance that uh, your families are not being slaughtered and that I'm not going to torture you. She says, torture is outlawed in the Empire. How very humane. <clears throat> what was the name of the elf? We figured that out, didn't we? Aramea. Aramea. So you never shared with me what happened to Aramea. She died 50 years ago. Well, that's fascinating, but I knew that. Well, she didn't die 50 years ago. Yes, she, she died 50 years ago. And then you decided to unentomb her body and leave it crucified next to us? She says, it was a scare tactic. A cheap one at that. I, I apologize for the crudeness. She says, but I felt, I felt it was the most eloquent way to get my message across. Hmm. She says, I returned her body to you, did I not? Do you have any more bodies? That's true, and we do appreciate that. She says, if I if I had more bodies, she said, they would have been okay. given back to you with, with hers. Now, Your Majesty, are we allowed to conduct our business freely in the city or should we expect an escort from your guards she says how about we start with where your rooms are in the spire and we'll go from there she says she says there'd be panic in the streets if you were just freely roaming the city don't get many goliaths out here don't get many of any of you all out here. Uh, there's a loud thunk and a vibration in the ship. She says, well, we've moored. She says, uh, if you'll come this way. Yeah, of course. Um, and well, the, uh, I guess we can mark off murdering us in a fiery death as we're dropped from however many hundreds of feet off the list. What's next? See, you're getting optimistic. Good job. No. <laughs> uh, a, a, a door behind the throne opens up. Uh, you see um, 
you see us earlier filing out of a of a uh, a port that's opened up on the side of the uh, of the ship. Uh, one of them's carrying the pot with the rest of the stew in it. <laughs> um, and uh, and Zariah gestures for you to follow. Uh, the four guards kind of form up and start walking out in front of you. We follow. Follow. Yeah. I skulk. <laughs> and sulk at the same time. Yes. It's a sulky skulky. Very sulky. I'm going to pause it for just a second. I have to run to the restroom. <laughs> my laundry. Paused. All right, we're back. So, um, the guards, uh, so the lesser guards all kind of, when they get inside the structure, all kind of uh, proceed to the sides and they all kneel. As uh, Zariah, as the elite guards lead you in uh, to this plushly uh, decorated hallway. It's got a uh, thick carpeted floor, uh, kind of fine, a fine like wood paneled walls that lead down uh, to a grand stairway that spirals down. Uh, Each of the steps appears to be made out of glass. Mm. Um, and as Zariah passes the guards kind of all stand up behind her and then start following and uh, she leads you through um, some twisting uh, kind of similar looking hallways uh, until finally you get to a large door um, that's got a a very uh, complex-looking lock on the outside of it, and she uh, pulls the key out and opens it, uh, and kind of gestures in. Do uh, you go in, Shivani? Yeah, Shivani steps in. Uh, you find yourself in a uh, very large uh, bedroom. It's got four four uh, like large queen-sized beds. Uh, all appear to be made out of. Um, kind of stuffed down uh, with very fine comforters. Uh, There's some tapestries on the wall um, depicting like city views that you kind of recognize as being this city. Uh, And there's one large one of Zariah, though like slightly younger looking on one of the walls. Uh, You also find uh, a very nicely cooked meal laid out there, including one, uh, there's like one side dish that's got a little card with your name on it, Shivani, that appears to be a vegetarian option. Um, and uh, Zariah says, make yourself comfortable for now. We have much to discuss, much to figure out. Um, oh, uh, and she says, um, you, as you guys go in there, the guards leave. And as she goes to shut the door, she says... The spirit of cooperation? She says, uh, you left uh, Daria unharmed. And she shuts the door and locks it. Oh, the little girl. Mm hmm. Shivani's going to cast Detect Magic and do a a once around the room. Mm -hmm. Oh, and there are two big windows 
Sorry, I should mention that. Um, you do get do a. They open. Uh, they do open. Um, but uh, you get a strong abjuration magic from them. Mm-hmm. Uh, do I detect any sort of? Um, what would it be uh, divination magic? Any any indication that we're being listened to or watched? Uh, not that you can detect. Um, now you also get the idea that the lock itself is magical. Mm-hmm. Uh, but aside from the windows and the lock, there doesn't seem to be any magic in the room. Okay. Uh, well, once I've done it once around the room, um, I'll come back and say, well, it does not appear if we are being watched or listened to at the moment, though there are magical wards on the door and windows. I would recommend that no one goes messing with those. Amani, darling... Hmm. May I just ask in the future that if you have nothing constructive to contribute <laughs> to negotiations, you kindly keep your mouth shut. No, you may not ask that. <laughs> My dear. There are may... negotiations, and then there is letting ourselves be led to slaughter. It may be difficult for a tribal simpleton to understand, but I am trying to broker an historic peace agreement between warring peoples that may very well be for the betterment of the Undernation as a whole going forward, and I would very much appreciate your cooperation. I don't think it's warring peoples when our people have just been slaughtered. I don't think that's how... People have not been slaughtered. Our people are safe and secure. I mean, that's what she says. I mean... It's demonstrably true. We just came from the Undernation. Our people are fine. Mm -hmm. (sighs) Mm-hmm. And she's not wrong when she says she's well aware of where we are. There would not be a magical field surrounding us to keep us in place if they didn't know where the Undernation was located. And if there's anything life has taught me, it's don't explicitly antagonize the powerful spellcasters. <laughs> then you, you Quiz. end up in shitty hole in the ground eating mushrooms for two years. Who is, by the way, most likely not a goblin? I mean, probably. But either way, I... She's referring to events that happened 300 years ago. No goblin lives that long. She's probably a far more powerful creature in disguise. So please stop antagonizing her. I hate to say I agree with Shivani, but I agree with Shivani. I didn't want to interrupt. I'm going to give you inspiration. (laughs) I didn't didn't want to interrupt, but at Tribal Simpleton, Yin... Um, kind of motion, moved himself around so he could <laughs> interpose himself between the two of them if needed. <laughs> if Luna was a little smarter, she also would have been a little insulted by that. <laughs> <laughs> well, I may be a tribal simpleton, but I actually lead my people instead of sitting in a beautiful parlor and waiting for things to be done for me. So no, I won't be shutting my mouth. I will be, continue to ask questions. And if your rudeness 
leads to all of us getting killed and our people being doomed? I think we're beyond that point. If she was going to kill us immediately, I think you're right. She actually would have. If she was going to kill us immediately, yes, she absolutely could. There's nothing stopping her from changing her mind and killing us now, if you piss her off. (laughs) Pardon my drowish. the negotiations as you see fit. I will continue to be just as suspicious as I am right now until she's actually proven that she's trustworthy. Be suspicious all you want. I'm suspicious. I'm just not being rude. That's Mm -hmm. the difference. (laughs) Aw, Duncan baby. Aw, Gypsy baby. Gypsy's Jenny. Yeah, she is. Um... Be suspicious all you like. I just ask that you hold your tongue. So that polite lies can continue to be said? That's the spirit of negotiations, darling. (laughs) That's bullshit. Don't pardon my drow. That, too, is the nature of politics. I mean, there's nothing wrong with, like, thinking something and then waiting five seconds and then that five seconds, you know, assessing the extent of what you're saying and the likelihood it'll get us snuffed out like candles and then maybe, like, rephrase it a little bit. Why don't we have this discussion after each of you have been dominated? You know, well, you're not going to get dominated. Oh, okay. Well, is that because you're not going to ask any questions? No, it's because we're going to politely ask questions mm-hmm. instead of sprinting on people from the woods. I tripped. Right. <laughs> yeah, and you're awfully quiet through all this. Sean's <laughs> just delighted. <laughs> I'm just enjoying the show. Really? <laughs> well, I think it'd be, I, I'd be ready for uh, Imani to spring at Shivani, but... Imani is that, not going to do that. <clears throat> I mean, I can see both sides of this of the argument, so... Yeah, I don't... I don't, <laughs> don't see any reason to put my oar in the water. <clears throat> my oar in the water? You've never heard that phrase? Oar? Yeah, from rowing. Oh, okay. I get it. I, I I don't know why, but in my head it was O-R-E. I was like, what? <laughs> what do you mean? How do you do with anything? Yeah. I like throwing rocks off of boats. <laughs> He's very <sighs> Shivani is oh. going to sit down. Is there wine? Yes. She's going to pour herself a glass of wine and have a a plate of food whatever this vegetarian thing that's been prepared for her is. Also, you notice that the uh, the script that your name is written in is the same script that the note that was pinned to Aramea was written in. Mm. Oh, not surprisingly. Why, though? <laughs> How high is the, uh, the tapestry of Zariah? Uh, this so the, the walls in this room they're like uh, 
like 20 feet tall. It's like a very, it's like a very Baroque style of architecture. Uh, and so the top of it's like uh, probably 15 feet up and it goes maybe eight feet long. With the objects in the room, could I build myself a ladder? Yeah, you could t- if you tip the beds up. Oh, the beds? That sounds heavy. <laughs> if only you knew strong people. I'm not ready to share yet. <laughs> I, I would just walk around the room assessing the durability of the items therein. And after I get done with that, I'll eat something. Mm-hmm. Hey, buddy. Oh, nope. <laughs> yeah, but- All right, the food is actually very good. And uh, well-cooked meat, uh, potatoes. Will I eat something, actually? Do they have any more of that stew? Yeah, there's actually some of that stew. You get the idea it's probably left over from this morning. <laughs> I'm going to eat. There's also little lemon cakes for dessert. Ooh. Fucking love lemon cakes. I'm going to watch them eat. If you don't eat anything, you're just going to get crankier. You do let's have your trail rations on you, Imani, if you'd rather eat. Yeah. yeah. Let's let's see what happens to them. I mean, the food looks good. I'd like to eat it, but let's see what happens to everybody else since they're so trusting. All right. Uh, you guys are well nourished and have a, uh, a tasty <laughs> meal. Yeah. I mean, after they're all done eating and I've waited like 20 or 30 minutes. <laughs> to make sure we're not dead. Yeah. <laughs> and I'll eat some bread and cold cuts. <laughs> are you sure you don't want any of these cakes because they're freaking delicious and I pop like the sixth one into my mouth <laughs> uh, this is a lot we've never had bread we've never had well can't say never but meat is really rare you've lived on mushrooms all your life what does flour do to your body <laughs> Don't even want to think about it. We're all Then we won't. What's the likelihood that Imani believes she's been poisoned because her digestive system doesn't know what to do with these things? <laughs> Asking for myself because <laughs> that's what would happen. Well, the good news is it's fantasy bread, so it doesn't have any <laughs> ill effects. <laughs> that's why they call it Carmenova's Revenge. Too real. Food. Too real. <laughs> All right. Um, a bright orange light enters the uh, room as the sun starts to set. Like a, a magical light? Or just the light is orange? The, 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 sun, the sunset light. Oh, okay. All right. As you guys look out the window, you see uh, the sun setting beginning to dip uh, over behind the ocean. I watch the sun. You guys are facing the west from your rooms. Yes, yes, of course we are. I was confused about which way the sun comes up and goes down. (laughs) (laughs) See any islands or any other islands in the distance as the sun goes down or... Yeah, there's a couple like little monolithic islands out there. Cool. 
Cool, cool, cool. Um, as the uh, as the uh, sun sets, as soon as the sun like finally sets beneath the uh, the horizon, uh, you hear the loud sounds of bells below. As uh, people, uh, you, you have no idea the context, but uh, you hear uh, the, you know, the bells closely, and then further off, all ring in unison. And as you kind of look below, you see uh, people like in the streets. They seem to be gathering, and they seem to be all moving towards some sort of square that you guys can't really see. Hmm. And they're all goblinoids? Uh, various. You see some bugbears, some goblins, some kobolds. Uh, mm-hmm. You see somebody you're pretty sure is a troll. Mm. Um, and they're just being together in a square? Mm-hmm. It's hard. You can't actually see the square. You can kind of see the outline of it, but... Uh, they all seem to be gathering there, uh, and then after about an hour, they start. They all disperse. Did we hear like cheering or anything? Nope. Yeah. <clears throat> um, I go into my evening prayers. All right. Like, hey, really close to being home, so like, if there's any help. From you, the big one. Maybe swell. <laughs> oh, wait. I don't dying in the situation. It's potentially not great, you know, but. I like that you pray like a bro. What? I like that you pray like a bro. <laughs> barbarian. I like that the barbarian prays more than the cleric does. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm doing it. I'm just not making a big thing out of it. Maybe you should be. <laughs> <sighs> so, uh, what do you do? You guys do anything else that evening, or? Um. Well, we're stuck in the room, right? Mm-hmm. I see if anyone wants to play cards again. <laughs> yeah, Shivani will play cards. Yeah! You never know. I deal everyone in except apparently Amani. Are you going to play? Uh, nope. Still pretty mad about Tribal Simpleton. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to catch up on my uh, family journal. Okay. All right, we play, and I um, my general mannerisms while we play is kind of like if you invite a five-year-old to do something and they'd rather pat in the corner, and you're like, look how much fun we're having. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Imani um, and Mrs. Amani. She's got things to do. All right, the next morning... Um, as it starts to get light outside, uh, you hear bells ringing below. Uh, not all the same bell. Not not the. It seems to be just more of a morning bell waking people up for their day. 
Does everybody go to get square again? No. Uh, but you do yeah. hear um, a knock at the door, uh, and then the sound of a key turning. Uh, and the door opens, uh, and a couple of the guards come in, uh, along with uh, what looks there's like it's like these um, young cobalt women who kind of hurry in and they kind of look at you guys and they their eyes grow wide and they kind of whisper amongst themselves and the guards say something in draconic to them. And they kind of pick up your, uh, your your dinner trays and your chamber pots and uh, uh, take it out. Uh, and then some uh, other kobolds come in with some fresh breakfast and pots and things like that. So they don't have a common language? Uh, so far you've heard Draconic and Goblinic. But when they're talking to each other, they don't... Yeah, they don't, they don't speak in common, no. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the guards, uh, as you guys, as they leave, um, just says, uh, "Zariah won't be able to see you today. Maybe tomorrow." And then sh- shuts the door. Will be we be allowed to visit the city at all today? The door is shut. <laughs> <laughs> I knock on the door. There is no answer. <laughs> Here we are, prisoners. Mm-hmm. Let ourselves better than being dead. There are worse prisons. Hmm, I wonder if Aramea thought that. Also, it is the twenty-eighth day of the year seven hundred. I thought yesterday was the twenty-eighth. Oh no, twenty-ninth. I'm sorry. I'm going to teach them a uh, another card game. All right. Sometime during the day. (laughs) You invent a game. Call it Ian Rummy. (laughs) Ian Rummy. (laughs) Nice. Um... Uh, about midday, there's a knock at the door, and then the key turns, and uh, the door opens. Uh, the guards come in, they take out the breakfast stuff, bring in some lunch stuff, uh, and then a very, very large hobgoblin woman uh, who's wearing kind of a, what looks to be like Scrivener's outfit comes in, uh, and she says, um, hello, my name is Galena. Hey, Elena, how's it going? She says... She's speaking uh, common? Yes, and very good common at that. She says, uh... She says... Uh, Empress Thoraya will not be able to attend to you this day, as I'm sure you've been informed. She says, however, as the Empress's vizier, she says, um... Perhaps we can... Perhaps we can discuss a little bit of the framework of your requests for the Empress so that we can expedite the talks once you actually have FaceTime with her. <clears throat> what was her name, Empress? Galena. Galena. Why, yes, of course, Galena. Please make yourself uh, comfortable. 
Uh, she pulls up a chair, sits down. Giovanni will sit down mm-hmm. near her, like across the table or something. So. Yeah. Yes, so. I join them. Mm-hmm. As we had discussed with the Empress, um, <laughs> this island is under the, her rule, and we have no reason to quarrel with your people. If an arrangement can be made where the citizens of the Under Nation are allowed free passage through your lands to the ocean and allowed to seek a home elsewhere in the world, I, I think that would be agreeable to all parties. She says, and you uh, speak with the weight of your leadership? I am a representative here to begin the process of negotiations. I cannot agree to any deal without returning to our people and discussing it with them. I, I, however, do have a position of leadership in the Under Nation. I can't... Over a very small number of people. I can't, of course, either make any agreements for the entire Under Nation, but I can tell you that I am the leader of my entire people. He says, and your people would be willing to leave. I haven't discussed it with them yet, but if I told them that was the best thing to do... It's uh, possible. I have private considerations for my people that are not precisely aligned with that of the Under Nation, but I am, of course, willing to negotiate. And she looks at uh, Yen. She says, "And what of you, Firbolg? What's your what's your status among your people?" <laughs> well, I have very little authority whatsoever. And, and and really, the whole negotiation process would be a lot easier if it, we were returned our sending stone, and we could involve our leadership directly. <clears throat> I'm, more, I'm more here for moral support than than authority. <clears throat> she says, um, And uh, you are not a member of this tribe at all, correct? Una? Una looks up from where she had a napkin filled with some of those pastries from yesterday. Mm-hmm. And it's snacking. Like, what? <laughs> she says, you, you, uh, you are not a member of the Indonesian at all, correct? Nope, not at all. She says, if we could return you to your people tomorrow? Yeah. That'd be sweet. <laughs> okay. Well, that's good to know. She says, do you know how to get back to here from there? No. So I assume if I go there, then I could possibly make my way back, but this is a tiny island uh, well, not tiny. It's decently sized. We've been walking across it for a few days. I've been on smaller islands. Um, it's just no real reason to come back. Like, you guys seem like you're having a great time here. And, like, it's a nice enough city, but kind of stick out like a sore thumb. There's not much to do here. been just stuck in a tower all week. Or the last couple of days. You've been, here, you've been here for less than a day. 
<laughs> that's why I went to London. That's why I changed what I was saying. <laughs> and you know, it, it seems like a lot longer when you're just sitting here doing nothing. Like we played a couple of games of cards, but they're not the best at it. So <laughs> I got bored really fast. What was the question again? <laughs> she says, "If you could go home tomorrow, would you?" And then. My follow-up question that would that be is how big is your tribe? How many people do you lead? And would they be hell-bent on coming back here to get vengeance for any sort of... Oh, I don't lead anyone. I'm just, you know, not one of many. And we, like, we're not much of a wandering tribe. We send people out to different places, but the tribe has its own village. It's trying to stay there. And she says, and you, and you come from the land of Sujurus, correct? Yeah. She says, I've been there. Oh, you have? She says, I have. She says, quite cold and frigid environment. I think it's brisk. (laughs) Delightful. The sun over the mountains are pretty cool. Okay, well. There's a lot more to do there than there is in Andronation. Mm-hmm. That's why I think they'd be perfectly happy just getting the fuck out of here, too. She says, any questions you have for the Empress that I should relay to her? Um, when will we be um, allowed to visit the, you know, beautiful city. I'm quite curious to learn more about it and if there are uh, did you have any any maps or, or information about lands that exist beyond the ocean that we could begin to to consider places to travel to to look to it for a new home? She says yes, we know of um many other human centric empires that well, I wouldn't call the Undernation human-centric, but... Uh, question I have, um, would part of this agreement be helping us with the ability to cross the ocean? We've been living under a mountain for 700 years, so we don't know how to build boats that great. She says, I believe that Zariah mentioned uh, something about safe passage, she says. Well, she said safe passage across the island. That doesn't mean that you won't throw us off a cliff to our deaths. Just saying. I'll make sure to make a note of that, she says. I have another question. Yes. Do you have any more of these cakes? These ones got a little squished in my pocket. (laughs) She says, of course we do. Um, we We can have them bring a double helping of that for dinner. Great, great. And I eat one of the ones. Yes, everything we've been served so far has been absolutely delightful. We appreciate your hospitality greatly. Much better than anything we had in the Andronasium. Yes, I've I've been informed that your your people consist on a diet almost entirely composed of mushrooms. <laughs> you have no idea. <laughs> they are a surprisingly versatile ingredient. Like, it sounds terrible, but wait till you actually experience it. It was awful. 
Having experienced food of this above land, can you really guess as to why we don't want to live under a mountain anymore? (laughs) She says, well, um, you all so far seem to be lovely people, so... um... Oh, thank you. You seem very nice, too. Uh, Any chance you ever met um, someone named Aramea? She says um, she was a member of Test 9, if I recall correctly, but uh, she says that was... Uh, she says, I'm only I'm only 36 years old myself. Hmm. If you don't mind me asking, how long has Empress Zoraya ruled this empire? Oh, that, that definitely sounds like a strategic question, she says. I don't know if I have permission to answer that. It's just a matter of curiosity. I apologize if I've offended or overstepped my bounds. She says, um... She says, we're in a negotiation. She says, of course, information can be of strategic importance and has value. Well put. She says, I'll have to get permission to answer that question. Very well. Any other questions you have? Uh, nope. <laughs> we thank you for your time, Vizia Galina. I, I do have one final question. It's idle curiosity on my part. I love idle curiosity questions on your part. These are always <laughs> <laughs> these are always the saltiest of questions. <laughs> this one's actually not salty. <laughs> Does your nation have any problems with undead? Um, she says, uh, I feel like I could probably answer that question. She says, they do crop up from time to time. Okay. She okay. says, um, she says, of course, um, <clears throat> you know, necromancy is one of the eight schools of magic, so. Yeah. There are those out there that practice it. <laughs> what was the deal with the uh, everybody going to the to the square last night? She thinks about that for a second, contemplating whether she can answer it or not. Uh, she says, "I don't suppose there's harm in telling you that." She says, uh, "That is a worship service." Oh, worship. I thought you said worship. Worship, yeah. A warship. We're raising a warship. Our navy will conquer. She says... uh, You worship. She says, the people out there are strong followers of Chalik, the god of poetry. (laughs) (laughs) No! And it's canon. It's canon. It is canon. It was canon when Amanda said it a week and a half ago. <laughs> <laughs> Which completely makes sense to the <laughs> given the nation. Marisol oh, not only falls in her grave, she spins. <laughs> <laughs> I decided that Narasana was annoying calamity one day, so she resurrected Chalik and uh, made him into a god. Deified him. <laughs> <laughs> Thus, 
Just to piss off Nera's father. Yep. <laughs> and that was how Calamity Great gained the largest amount of followers because in Krailson, Narasthana had a shit fit. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, so she says uh, at sunset every day, uh, his congregants gather in the square. Uh, she says, and every day a different follower recites poetry that they have written, uh, inspired by the god. Um, and then there's usually songs and uh, and dancing. It's actually quite a joyous celebration. Um, perhaps uh, if if we can get a pass for you to leave the spire, we can uh, we can uh, you can see it for yourselves. I, I don't suppose. I mean, I understand you don't want us out and about, but is there any other room that you could let us use? This is a very small room for four people. Both especially four people, and I look at Una, accustomed to doing more than sitting around all day. <laughs> she says, yes, I will, I will see about uh, perhaps increasing the number of rooms you have access to. It's not like a courtyard where maybe we could stretch our legs a little bit, jog around, do some sit-ups, lunges. Barring something. She says, uh, I will look into that. Thanks. It's been a day, but Caitlin is going crazy. <laughs> Good, you're feeling imprisoned, and the DM is doing I, his I'm job. Feeling imprisoned is making me really tense. Okay. Can we maybe get a PS4 a copy of Inquisition, <laughs> a Switch, some Breath of the Wild? If I couldn't leave a room, I don't give a fuck what you give me. <laughs> oh God. She says, "Well, I will, I will, I will address your concerns with, um, with the Empress, and uh, I will be back on the morrow. And extra lemon cakes for dinner. Right. Sounds great. So she picks up and leaves. Um, yeah, it's been a few hours, getting antsier." <laughs> Uh, and then dinner comes in. Uh, different food than last time. Uh, still great. And of course, a double serving of lemon cakes. <laughs> Do the doors open in or out? Uh, they open uh, out. Okay. Just wondering. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um. Uh, as the sun sets, as it dips below the horizon, you hear the bells ring. You see people heading to the square. Um, uh, as the sun goes down, Narasthana will start doing her uh, her drills that she learned as a child. You mean Amani? What did I say? Narasthana. I said Narasthana. <laughs> you can't say Chalik and not expect me to say Narasthana. The two are doing fine. <laughs> Imani will do drills. Alright. Um, as you guys lay in your bed that night, um, Imani, you hear a tapping noise uh, coming from your wall. The wall behind my bed? Like the wall next to your bed, yeah. Like, what? Where? So if you're like, your bed's up against the wall, 
kind of about where your head is, you hear just a tapping noise on the wall. Um, I will sit up and see if anyone else notices. Uh, it's pretty quiet. Like you can only hear it because you're so close to it. Uh, I gently tap back. Um, and when you tap back, you feel the stone, or uh, it's uh, the wood panel, kind of give a little bit. I push it. All right, it opens up slightly, and mm-hmm. a little rolled up piece of parchment falls out. Can I see anything on the other side? Uh, it looks like there's like a very narrow, uh, like, just kind of like a run that goes up the wall. Like, maybe slightly bigger than a piece of parchment. Um, uh, and the tapping has stopped. So my hand won't fit in there? Like, your hand can fit in there, but not all the way even. Just like up to the... I wiggle my fingers around. Mm-hmm. Nothing? Nothing. Um, uh, is the stone on my side or on the other side? It's sorry, right. I meant to say wood. It's wood panel, so it's just wood. Oh, so it like came out. So like you pushed it, it kind of opened in a little bit. The parchment fell out. Uh, and that's like all that there's space for in there. Does it close on its own? Yeah, like when you when you take your hand off of it, it shuts. Interesting. Is everybody else asleep? Probably, yeah. Um, I, I guess I'll light a small candle. You have Do night I vision, that... don't you? Huh? You have night vision, don't you? Um, I do actually. Oh, dark vision, sixty feet. Yep. Yeah, you, you oh, can... I forgot. I had that. Uh, I will. I will read it. Okay. Um. Uh, yeah, it's just a very small rolled-up piece of paper, uh, and written on it uh, in a. And a script that actually you rec- like it looks familiar somehow. Uh, you're not quite sure where yet. Um, it just says you are not alone. It looks familiar. Does it look like the note that was on Aramea? No, no. It's uh, it's the uh, it, it's written in a very uh, undernation esque handwriting. All right. Uh, and you flip it over. Uh, it says more note to come. It's like all that they could fit on this very small. Okay. Um, do I have a small piece of paper in my? Probably. Yeah. Yeah. So I'll grab a little um, little piece of paper and uh, I'll write on it. Um. The most important knowledge is safety. What? <laughs> I, I, well, there's it's a small piece of paper. Is mm-hmm. safety of our home? Mm-hmm. Should we trust the Empress? And so I'll put that in the wood paneling. Okay. And close it. Okay. And um, I go back to sleep. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll probably lay there awake for a little while. But eventually I'll go. Yeah. So then it turns over a little bit and just starts snoring really loud. <laughs> Expected. 
All right, the next morning, um, the guards come in with breakfast. Uh, the kobolds come in to take care of your stuff. And uh, one of the guards says, uh, Come along now. Outside time. Narasthana almost punches him. Narasthana, god damn it! Come on! He almost punches him, but she resists because she's not Narasthana. Uh, on the way out, uh, Una claps her on the shoulder and is like, come on. A little sunlight will do you some good. <laughs> you were the one asking for access to the outside doors. I don't know why you're so upset. Yeah, this was your idea. Shivani not being insulted by being treated by an animal is hilarious. Animal? Excuse me? That's racist. No, she did. The the guards at outside time now. Oh, like an animal. You said by an animal. By an animal. Like like an animal. (laughs) The guard treated us like animals. Well, the guard doesn't speak very good common. Hmm. Hmm. Vaturesis. No. And to be fair, he said, come along now. Outside time now. I know! (laughs) It was very condescending. I think you're reading a lot into it. Like I said, fresh air is going to be good for you. So they lead you actually a surprisingly short distance. uh, And you guys end up on a, a very large balcony that overlooks the ocean. Um, uh, you are, you look down, you're probably, you get the idea, like three or four hundred feet in the air. Like this is, the, the, the spire is very tall. Um, you can see, uh, you know, the the city below you. Actually, hold on, let me think about that. It's ten feet. No, sorry, probably, probably, yeah, probably closer to like 180 or 200 feet. So. Still very tall. I mean, is there anything breakable around? There's some, like, vases. Okay. Up here. Nothing, that, nothing like, delicate or anything like that, though. I mean, vases are delicate, but... But they're not, like... It's not, like, a decorative sort of area. No. So I look at Una. You want to go? Go what? And I, like... Yes. Are you guys going to have a dance off? Because that's kind of what it looked like. (laughs) (laughs) Take my fist at his chin. I don't know how this seems like dance to you. No, because you went like this. (laughs) You want to go? I take off my boots and I go. Dance like this. Dance like this. White people. Fists, sir. White people. Sorry, go ahead. Fists, sir. What do you want? Uh, I'm sorry. What'd you say? Fists. Yeah. All right. Sounds good. Kick my shoes into the corner. Ditto. Do a little stretch. Loosen up. <sighs> oh, actually, that stretch feels really good. Oh. <laughs> and then I deck her. <laughs> I attempt to duck. I'd like to. I'd like to retcon it a little bit that I brought some tea along for uh, myself and Shivani <laughs> while we're watching this. Uh, the guards, you get the idea that they, uh, uh, even though they're speaking in Draconic, you get the idea they're placing side bets on this fight. 
Now, I'm not going to have us sit here and go through an entire fight uh, uh, unarmed combat. Yeah. So let's just have you each roll uh, each roll uh, an attack roll with your best attack. <laughs> All right. We'll just see. Well, our best physical is attacking her with my longbow. I have 21 to hit. All right, hold on. What? Where do I go? Oh, actions. That's where I go. Oh, well, I lose. <laughs> All right. Uh, it's a close fight, but uh, but Una Una kind of gets the last blow in. While this is all going on, Shivani is just rolling her eyes and leaning over the balcony, taking in the beautiful sights. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Letting Adesh spread his wings and fly around the tower. After knocking Amani on her ass, I help her up to her feet. <laughs> Uh, roll, a perception, roll, roll a perception check. Who? Oh, just you two. <laughs> perception. <laughs> oh, oh, fuck time. All right, Amani, you notice like yeah. from like a window, like ten feet up above you guys. Uh, Zariah was watching your fight uh, just through the window. She's got an Death. owl perched on her shoulder. Jazz hands. Mm-hmm. Just nods. Salty little neck roll. <laughs> <sighs> um, Una, if you do your prayers, I'll join you. Doing like that. <clears throat> it's it's. Did we just wake up? Yeah, this is like first thing in the morning. Okay, then I'll do my my morning prayers out here. Because they're like yoga like like right. Yeah, I do a yoga tai chi mixture. I'll join you. Try to mimic you. It looks like a warm up for the day. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to hold out my teacup towards Yen for a refill. <laughs> I'm going and to passively it... ignore, ignore that. <laughs> uh, as the cup's being refilled, I'm just going to say very quietly to him, if anyone approaches, just grab me by the shoulder and give me a little shake. Hmm? And I'm going to send Adesh flying down and I'm going to look through his eyes as he goes and flies around the sort of base of the tower to see what the uh, see what the guard situation is like at the bottom. Um, Alright, so you fly down the spire, uh, just swooping down with on your wings and uh, <laughs> Uh, there's uh, windows every every ten or fifteen feet or so. You get the idea uh, that the uh, uh, sorry, uh, there's windows every ten or fifteen feet or so. Uh, you get the idea that this this building is like easily like six or seven times as tall as the next tallest building in the city. Like uh, mm-hmm. the rooftops approach you, uh, and as you get near the bottom, you see a heavily armed. Uh, guard like post there's like a so there's the base of it and then there's a wall that's about 10 feet tall maybe 10 feet away from the spire uh, with these very ornate gates uh, that lead to the main entrance uh, and there's a there's maybe a dozen or so guards at various points kind of between those gates and the front door 
uh, kind of walking around patrolling. There's you know two on either side of the, both the doors, kind of flanked, you know, uh, set, uh, uh, sentried. Um, uh, and uh, what else do you want to do? Uh, when he comes back up, I'm going to send him to the top of the spire to see if the airship is still there and if it's being guarded. Um, yes, the airship is still there. Uh, you don't see... It's just floating there, attached by a, a, sli- a very small umbilicus to the top of the spire. Um, and uh, you don't see anybody on the airship. You don't see anybody standing guard next to it. Are there any wizards? Everywhere. <laughs> there are wizards everywhere. Okay. Uh, then I'll just, I, then Adesh will just return and I will go back to looking through my own senses. Mm-hmm. Give him switches. Good, Al. Mm-hmm. Good little, good Adesh. Mm-hmm. All right. So uh, as the the guy the guards give you like a good hour out there. Nice. Um, and then they, uh, one of them, they come, they uh, say, all right, time for inside now. (laughs) Shivani heads back in? Yeah. Uh, They lead you back in, but not to the same room you guys were in. Um, They lead you uh, upstairs, up the glass spiral staircase. That continues far below where you guys got off of it. Um, and they lead you up, up a level uh, to a small uh, sort of chamber, antechamber. Um, uh, and when you guys are led inside of it, uh, Zoraya is sitting there along with Galena and a couple other uh, people that look important. Shabani curtsies. Zoraya says, please have a seat. How many chairs are there? Uh, there's there's more chairs than necessary. <laughs> are there big chairs? Yeah. How close are the big chairs to them? Uh, there is a period of like... So the, the, the five of them are sitting at one end of the table. There's a period of about three feet where there are no chairs. And then the rest mm-hmm. of the chairs are at the end of the table. And Zariah is at the head of it. All right. I'll just grab a seat and put my feet up on the table. <laughs> I nudge her a little bit. Uh, and and when you put your feet up on the table, Galena just sort of cringes. Can I roll a perception? Yeah. <laughs> or insight, you mean? Uh, no, I want to see if I notice her cringe. Oh, no, you notice it. Okay. It's a very obvious intended that you, for you to Do see. I know? Change. Okay, and it's I rolled an eight. It's obvious because I put my feet up on the table. Yes. <laughs> okay. What? I she basically put take him back down. Wait, sorry. What would Una roll to care? <laughs> Una cared. She had just apologized. I'll sit down as well, but with no <laughs> production values to it. <laughs> Thank you for this audience, Your Majesty. Uh, are we to continue the subject of negotiations? 
Um, the Empress says, You have no negotiations to stand on. You have no power over your people. I am a representative of the council who does have power over our people. And you can't make a binding agreement. I cannot, no, but they can. Yes, that is and why I'll need to speak directly to them. Very well. You wish to accompany us back to the Undernation? She says they're on their way now. I have been in touch with them, as you say. Ah, of course. Hmm. In the meantime, we are considering your requests. Um, She says, uh, Una, I have the power to send you back to your people. You want, you want to go right now? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> she says, I'm going to need a, a very accurate description of your home. I give her one. <laughs> it's what my character wants. I don't. <laughs> you got to work a lot. I give her a very detailed description of the village and particularly uh, my father's house in it where I know the boys are probably staying because they don't stay with my mom. She, uh, she says, ah, that'll, that'll do. She lays her hands on you and casts teleport. Okay. You don't go anywhere. Uh Uh-oh. Well, that sucks. She frowns, throws her brow. What the heck? She says, I do not understand. She says, are you not willing to go? You have to be willing. I'm really, I'm super willing. (laughs) She... Lays her hand on you again. Uh, then she casts Detect Magic. Uh-huh. I do not understand. I have no idea. What? What's up? She says "For you, you can't be teleported. Of course I can. Been teleported plenty of times. This, this is not something that Shivani has ever noticed in her detect magics. No, and there's nothing there. I, I'm terribly sorry, your, your 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 Majesty. She can't be teleported. Anybody can be teleported. She says, "When was the last time you were teleported?" About two years ago. Well, it's the circumstances. <laughs> yep. <laughs> well, I was in a battle, and then there was like this magic thing that happened, and I wound up underground. 
like this douchey wizard guy. He wasn't wizard, he was a sorcerer. Douchebags all. And there was a bit of an explosion. Then I woke up in the Undernation. Well, I will... She says, I'll have some of my apprentices look into this issue. She says, I believe you may be cursed. Mushrooms are bad enough. (laughs) (sighs) Thanks, I guess. I'm going to go sit back down. (laughs) I patch your shoulder. Sorry, man. That sucks. Yep. I lean over. I would have missed you. No one missed you, too. This time, come with. It'll be fun. You don't like living underground that much, either. <laughs> Not a bad idea. <laughs> I mean, we've got to find a place to live. <clears throat> she says, uh, well, you want to... You want to explore the city of Crimson Flowers. She says, I I think that seeing our culture and our people firsthand would be good for you. She says, there is but one condition. She says, your current forms will not do. She says... If you're going to explore the city, you must become like us. Temporarily? <laughs> she nods. Shivani is so snotty! <laughs> she says, you may explore the city for an hour at a time. I was going to say, I can only do that for an hour. She says, I will be casting the spell, not you. This way I am assured you will keep your form for the duration of your visit. Mm. I mean, I don't want a mob coming after me. I don't know what you think I'm... She says, also as part of this, your your magical weapons and gear will be unavailable to you. So I can be assured you will not use it to harm my citizens. Will we be provided some manner of escort? Of course. Galena here will be tasked with escorting you. Very well. I just did not want us to be potentially placed in a position where we were unable to defend ourselves. Can I be a bugbear? This seems like a lot of fun. Yeah, you're a bugbear. What do you... you rest of you choose. I think I'll have to be a bugbear as well. Just for the sheer height issue. You can be any creature. There's no limit. Probably Well, I'll decide for you then if there's no requests. Uh, a hobgoblin, I think. Alright. She, uh... She casts a spell, and uh, the four of you... Uh, is, anybody, uh, is anybody unwilling? Yeah. Uh, all of you uh, start changing uh, 
growing, shrinking. All of your gear melds into your bodies. Is it like real weird? It is really weird. Uh, Does it hurt? It doesn't hurt, no. Alright, you're fine then. Uh, and, uh, yeah, so Una, you're a bugbear. Shivani, you're a hobgoblin. Uh, Amani, you're a goblin. And uh, Yin, you're a kobold. Yeah. Now, when you say our gear melds into us, we're not naked, right? No, you're you're clothed. In okay. clothing that befits the area you're in. She says, ah, you look better already. Hmm. I'm much warmer. She says, well, you have an hour. I'd be best get moving. Galena. All right. So Galena uh, leads you guys out of the spire and into the city, and that is where we'll end the session today. What? Damn it. 10 o'clock. Hmm. But there's so much to do. I know, right? We finally finally have something to research. Um, do you guys, um, do you guys want to try to play on Saturday? Yeah, I can do that. Yeah, I can do that. Uh, the 30th? Yeah, that should work for me. Okay, because uh, Sunday it's questionable on whether or not I could because I'm moving my whole life. Well, mm-hmm. I would assume that you definitely could not on Sunday. <laughs> well, I've got to have the the truck returned by like 3 o'clock, yeah. so... Um. Um. But yeah, I mean, if, if you guys are cool with it, if Chris is okay with it, I'd like to try on Saturday. Sure, that's fine with me. Yeah, what time? Yay! Five six, um, five, six, seven? Five, six, seven, because I have to pack everything in my life. Okay. So I can't. I'm not yeah. getting up early for, for D&D. <laughs> I love you guys, but i got a lot of shit to pack. <laughs> yep. Yeah. 